Welcome to A Quiet Life. I'm Ruth, your host. It is really lovely to be with you today. Uh, thank you for pressing play. And I want to say big thanks right up front to Jen, who gave me some encouragement about this podcast, who said she was enjoying it. Thank you, Jen. <laughs> it means a lot. That sort of encouragement keeps me going. If you do enjoy this podcast, feel free to tell other people about it, because I would love to grow my leadership. If it's helpful, I'd like it to be helpful to as many people as possible. I am recording this on the last day of July 2023. It's episode 136. And I am talking today with uh, a new announcer on Ultra 1065. Well, he's not new. He's been there for yonks and yonks and yonks. Uh, His name is Keith, uh, but he was taking over because Scotty was unwell. Because we have been plagued by this illness. And I'm going to talk more about that after you listen to me and Keith. But anyway, it was really really fun. I've known Keith for probably most of his life. (laughs) So it wasn't a shock for me to talk to Keith. I think he's a great person. Um, But yeah, I thought I'd introduce a new voice to you. And I have to say that when I talked to him, I talked about my husband being a school-aged husband. And then when I got home, I thought, Ruth Amos, that's just the weirdest thing to say. (laughs) So sometimes when I'm talking, (laughs) these these things come out of my mouth. And afterwards, I think, what I meant was he's still at school because he is a teacher. (laughs) And I thought I'd make that funny, but I think I did the wrong thing. Anyway, he is still at school because he is a teacher. He is at school today. Uh, more on that too after the chat with Keith. So let's have a listen to what I, oh, I just before I get started, oh, I want to say um, my Boots That Fit course that I've started, I uh, started last week. It's fantastic. We had a great time last week, me and there were about 14, 15 people, and uh, I enjoyed it. I think they enjoyed it. I have had many complaints about homework, but, you know, you can't have a course without homework, can you? (laughs) It's not that hard, honestly. Anyway, I'm just going to keep the word out there that this course is going well, and I'm hoping that um, you might want me to come and lead this course at your church if you're in Tasmania, or uh, I'm going to put together an online version um, at some point hopefully in the near future. The book is going well too. I have talked to my cover designer and he is now hard at work, I hope, on my cover design. And uh, yeah, we're just getting things together and um, getting it all underway. So that's the Boots That Fit course uh, that goes with the Boots That Fit book that is coming out in February next year. All right, all of that. Let's talk schedules with Keith and then I'll chat more about that afterwards. Ultra 1065, it's Keith here with you and I have Ruth Amos with me in the studio for Life Hacks. Good morning, Ruth. Good morning, Keith. How are you? I am very well, thanks. How are you? Good. It's nice to see you. Now, I haven't done this one before, so you'll have to guide me as to where we're going, but I believe we're talking about schedules this morning. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Now, is it schedule or schedule? I oh. think I see this is... The, what, what did I say? You said schedule. Oh, I think I, 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 I think I meant to say schedule. I don't know. Just for... You know, those people out there, neither of us, neither of us know you, which you, is the you, right you, one. You wouldn't be a stickler for words and grammar or anything, I, would you? I actually, yes. Well, yes. But did I look this up before I came? No. Let's just call it dialect and keep yes, moving. exactly. But yes, I was thinking about, because we're on school holidays at the moment, um, and uh, that shouldn't apply to me because I no longer have school-age kids, mm. but I do have a, 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 I call him a school-aged husband. He teaches. <laughs> I, I know your husband, so I'm going to agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's marvellous, he's marvellous. And also in our house, and I mean, this is, it's just amazing. Scotty and I have been telling all the listeners for, for months now that we are expecting a, a new grandson because yes. it's it's a, his grandson as well as my grandson. Yes, of course. Our kids got married. And, and he's been born and that's all very exciting and, and he's well and everyone's well, but that does tend to turn the house upside down. So I like having a schedule and a routine yep. and a thing that I do, you know, Day, day by day, I'm, yep. I'm very into that. And I think even if you're not like me and you don't need a schedule, routine, whatever, it still tends to happen because of your workplace or, yeah. you know, your kids or you just tend to eat food. You know, we fall into one or Ex- whatever. Exactly, yeah. Um, and they're good things. And I, I have a nice, you know, quote from Annie Dillard that says, a schedule defends from chaos and whim. And I think that's that's correct and it's wonderful. But there are times like school holidays and mm. new babies being born where your schedule just gets thrown out the window. Yes. And I thought I'd talk about what I have discovered I can do now about that. That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> because, I mean, you have a little baby as well and you know. Yes, that- yes. The, the, the thoughts as as new parents, um, well, at the end of the year before last, yeah, you're all thought you you know you're not ready, but you don't know how not ready you are, and and you just don't know what life looks like after that. And then while you're in it, you don't know what it looks like because you can't can't work out what way you're up. But yeah, but it it, it really it's a good example of out of the norm, and then how do you find your way to where yeah. you need to be? Yeah. So the things that I thought about was I think you need to decide on important things and um, keep them going. Yeah. So you know they may be out of out of whack a bit, like uh, Dana K. White, who I always talk about, she's like, we just wash up once a day. Like, put the dishwasher on once a day. Now, it might be in the morning, it might be in the afternoon, it might be just like, hit you. Oh, I haven't put the dishwasher on and put it on. But as long as it's going once a day, yep. you've, you've got your kitchen reasonably under control and you yep. can keep going. Um, I think also eating. Like if you're a person who forgets to yes. eat, eating yep, yep. eating is very important, you know, that sort of thing. Have a have a cup of water somewhere that you drink. So, so keeping the important stuff. For me, my important stuff is writing in my journal, Yep. having my 15 minutes of silence and solitude and also because I'm writing this novel, just keeping that on track, putting yep. aside half an hour. So I have been doing those things, maybe not at the normal time yeah. when I do them, but I have <laughs> been doing them. Yep. Things that you can let slide, uh, you know, dust in the house, yep. I think you can let that slide. Yep. The vacuuming, it doesn't yep. have to happen all the time. Yep. Um, even home-cooked meals, like yep. uh, I love this meal train thing that people with babies have these days. But, yep. you know, you don't have to always get into the kitchen and chop the onions. You can – there's actually reasonably healthy takeaway food that if you can afford, you can get or whatever. But, yep. you know, just let that go. Eat soup and toast. It, it doesn't have to happen like that all the yep. time. And other things – Maybe you want to swap things. So instead of going regularly to gym, I'm going to go for a walk along the beach with my husband or whatever. So yep. instead of that 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 one thing, do something different. Or maybe instead of going to church every Sunday, you have a church service with your family where you read the Bible and, and maybe um, sing a song or, or do whatever you that sort of thing. I mean, there's there's videos you can watch as well now because of because of our wonderful COVID. But there's yep. there's things you can do. So, yeah. So that's what I thought. When your schedule's thrown out the window by illness, by holidays, by new babies, whatever it is, keep the important stuff. Yep. Let other stuff just go and swap some things for other things, so you can do things uh, in a different order or um, 
just a slightly different way of doing the same, getting the same effect. That's my life hack for you today. That sounds like a good idea. Well, that's Life Hacks with Ruth. Thank you very much. And we'll uh, hear from you in two weeks. Excellent. And for more from Ruth, you can check out her website, ruthamos.com.au. Let's start by talking about schedules or schedules, whichever one is correct, or routines, which is probably a safer word. Uh, The full quote from Annie Dillard um, that I quoted part of to Keith, the full quote says this, A schedule defends from chaos and whim. It is a net for catching days. It is a scaffolding on which a worker can stand and labour with both hands at sections of time. And I love it. I love that quote. I'm, I'm a planning person, so I am not a very spontaneous person. And I would love things to be planned out, you know, years in advance. I'd love to know what I'm doing. And I and um, I know that that's a, a one end of the spectrum. And on the other end of the spectrum, you have people who are just very happy to jump into whatever at whenever time and do whatever comes to them on the day and that both of these are equally valid ways of being but even with these people who are highly spontaneous I think that often you still fall into some sort of routine in your day so it just happens you just end up eating breakfast at the same time or doing something in the morning and then you know maybe you get your gardening done in the morning or maybe you put your washing on or whatever it it tends to happen and if it doesn't tend to happen because of who you are as a person it tends to happen because of external influences like your work uh, schedule or Um, you know, when meetings are, or even uh, if you're at home all the time, you often have uh, maybe church or volunteer organization things that happen at the same time every week. And so you've got that sort of edge to your day, that, that, uh, yeah, scaffolding, I guess, as she puts it, that net, that something, so that catches you. And I think one of the things I want to say about schedules, when I'm just starting with um, looking at schedules in general, just what they're like and how important they are, routines and things like this, is that if you are able in any way to work out your own routine for your own day, I think it is worth giving your day some focus, thinking about exactly what you want to do when, because we all have this circadian rhythm. You know, we have times of the day when we feel more alert and more with it, and we have times of the day when we're feeling more... um, sleepy or dopey or whatever and so making sure that you do the things that need focus in the times of the day when you can focus makes sense to me really and then planning some other things that need maybe less focus for other parts of the day so in my case okay I'm working from home and I am here by myself which is really really nice that suits me just fine but I'm going to try and do the things that require the greatest willpower first and then things that require the greatest creative uh, thought processes next and then the things that I can just do without much effort I'll do later in the afternoon and by about five o'clock I'm, I'm a bit of a dud and I do nothing and in fact at that point in time if I watch a bit of telly um, and just relax and do a bit of knitting, then I'm able to get up and make dinner and get on with the evening and be a, a normal person, a nice person to be around in the evening, which is good. So that's sort of how I like to 
plan my days. So the things that require the greatest willpower for me are exercise and housework. So I will try and do those pretty much up front, although exercise is a bit of a I'll get back to that. But um, housework, uh, things like cleaning the bathroom and stuff, if I don't do that pretty much straight up first in the day, then it, it isn't going to get done later on in the day because I just I just simply don't have the willpower to make it happen. So that has to happen first. And then the next thing that I want to do is uh, work on my novel. So that's a joy most of the time, if the words are coming well. Um, sometimes it actually takes a quite a bit of effort to get down to writing this novel, even though it's what I want to do with my life, because it takes a lot of creative energy and creative energy and emotional energy, uh, things that you know I don't always have in large supply. And so doing that first, making sure I've set aside time to do that first while I have the willpower to sit myself at the desk and say, right, you are going to think about this. You are going to be creative now. Do it. Uh, and I also make myself a cup of coffee at that point in time to help with that energy thing. So those things come first. After that, I'm often working on things like this podcast. This is the next thing in the in the list today, or um, things like the Boots That Fit course, or things that are nonfiction, and but so they don't require um, so much creative energy or willpower, but they're things that have to be done. There's a whole lot of little jobs like that that can that come next on the list, um, and then after that. In the afternoon, when I'm not feeling quite so willpowerish, that's when I tend to do my editing because for me, editing uh, requires me reading things through and thinking that didn't sound quite right and going back and changing it. And while it does take some energy and effort and focus, it's just not not the same as that creative energy that I need to do to to make the novel happen. So that's how I like to plan out my day now different days, different things happen. And exercise, I tend to try and pin that to something else. So uh, if I know that it's going to be a day when I'm at home and sitting at my desk, then exercise I try and do in the middle of the day to give my body a bit of a break from the sitting. If I'm going out somewhere, then I will pack my exercise gear in the car and go to the gym on the way home or something like that. Do that habit stacking thing where I put it with other things. But um, generally, I have that sort of setup of my day. And every day is different because, as I said, if you're part of a church or volunteer organization, you have different things happening on different days in the week and it gives you weeks and flavor and it's nice. But I know that um, on a general week, uh, Mondays are a really good day for getting my life sorted. So sorting out my list is something I do first thing Monday morning, usually. And then Tuesdays, I have creative space in the afternoon where I meet with other people and write. And, and Wednesdays, I try and be by myself for the entire day. So I try not to have coffees with people on either Mondays or Wednesdays. And then uh, what do I do on Thursdays? I don't know. And I'm not going to open up Outlook to find out. <laughs> But you know me, I depend on a calendar for this as well. Fridays I go visit my mum and dad. So there's a bit of a, a week uh, order and, and things that happen in the week as well. I know what I do on Thursdays. I go to Ultra and I record for this podcast. That's often a Thursday morning thing and then go and write in a cafe somewhere and get that writing done. You don't really know, need to know the ins and outs of my weekly routine and daily routine. But what I'm saying is that I've thought about 
how my energy levels are in the day. And in the afternoon, when I have that dip in energy levels, it is easier for me to be doing editing work that someone else is paying me to do. So I have a bit of impetus to do it. And also it uh, doesn't require that high creative energy levels. It does require focus, but not quite that same level of um, willpower. Uh, self-determination to do so I've worked out that that's how my circadian rhythm goes and that's what works best for me by trial and error there's always trial and error so that's all good okay so that's that that's working really well for me and I encourage you to have a think about what would work best for you within the confines of what you can think about with your routine whether you have the whole day to yourself or not and also if you're one of these spontaneous people, giving yourself plenty of time to be spontaneous within that sort of schedule, but making sure that you're doing the things that require focus at the time when you have the focus to do them. All good. But the thing about schedules is they're another one of those things that is best if it's a tool and not a boss. Sometimes this routine works and it works well and it enables me to get the work done. But if I cling to this really tightly in times when it's just not going to uh, be helpful, it then will just increase my anxiety and make my life worse. And I don't want that to happen. One of these times is what I've just been through. So I met with Keith, not last Thursday, but the Thursday before to have my talk about the podcast. We'd had almost the whole of the first week of school holidays. I had thought, we're going into our school holiday routine and what happens in our school holiday routine is that Moz tends to do more cooking and I tend to take things a bit lighter and easier because uh, we're not going to turn the alarm on in the morning, I'm going to sleep in and, you know, it's just going to be slightly different. And so I was saying to Keith, we let go of this the schedule, the tightness of the schedule for a while because there's no point in me being all strict and uptight about must get up at this time, must do this at this time, must do that at that time and wrecking Moz's holidays. We want those two weeks to be as restful as possible for both of us. And, you know, it's nice to have a change in routine every now and then and it's nice to change things up, have a bit of a rhythm of different routine in school holidays than we have in our normal days and just to to let things go a little bit. So it was good to talk about the things that I did with Keith, about keeping the important stuff going and letting other stuff like housework or home-cooked meals or whatever slide a bit Um, because, you know, who really cares? And if Moz is doing um, projects all around the house, which (laughs) he tends to do, so we, we were making some drawers, we as in he was making some drawers for the for our um, kids so that they have more storage space in their house because you need more storage space when you have a new baby. And that means uh, that there were drawers sitting around the house and also uh, tools and glue and sawdust and whatever. And that's fine, again, for a limited period of time. I'm all good with that. We let it all slide. And then, yeah, instead of like heading to the gym, Maybe Moz and I would go for a walk together or things like that. And the other thing was doing important things but not clinging to the time. So if I wanted to write my novel every day, I can write my novel every day. But instead of sitting down at 9.30 every morning like I normally do, I would do it maybe 11 o'clock or 2 o'clock in the afternoon or whenever it suits and just not worry about it so much. So keeping the important things important 
and keeping things sort of slightly under control, <laughs> making sure that, yeah, we did have milk and bread in the house and whatever, but being less worried about all the, the normal routine time slots that we want. I think that was really good. And I'm glad that I'd come to that decision to talk to Keith about that and to write my blog about that because what happened was the baby was born, Moz went on camp, he came back from camp. Well, the baby was born while Moz was on camp. So I had a few um, nights of, uh, well, I got woken up at four o'clock in the morning to be told that the baby was born. So that was very delightful. Few nights of less than good sleep while I'm waiting to hear news and hearing news and that's all good. That was lovely. And yeah, let the schedule go while, while we're going through this. Well, then we got sick. So Moz was sick. I was sick. Everybody was sick. And we were sick for the whole second week of the holidays and sick for the whole first week back at school. So uh, Moz has only just gone back to school. And um, yeah, our whole life has been thrown upside down. We've been unable to go out uh, or do anything or sort out you know, stuff from camp was sitting in Moz's car for two weeks while he got over this flu. And it's just been, it's just been really crazy. Uh, crazy in a stay at home and cough kind of way rather than crazy in a go out and do all the things kind of way. So it was important to me, I guess, to think about what's important and what's not in my daily routine and be ready and prepared to let go of quite a few things because that is what the last couple of weeks have been like. So what's my take home? My take home is routines are good. They really are. And it's a good idea, in my opinion, to think about what your routine is, what you've maybe just fallen into, what just seems to happen, and look at what what's worthy about that, what works really well, and also maybe what could be changed so that it suits you better, so that it's a schedule or a routine that actually suits your energy levels, your daily rhythms, your weekly rhythms, and helps you out. But then there will be times, whether you're planning for it like school holidays and a baby, or whether you're not planning for it like the blooming flu and secondary infections and mess that came with that, where the routine and the schedule is just not going to work. And in those times, you just need to be flexible. And flexibility is also a virtue. Having a looser framework is also a virtue. And before that happens, if possible, before the crisis hits, before you're stuck in this, what am I going to do situation? It's a good idea to think about what about your routine and your schedule is important. What are the things that you would really like to do if at all possible. Now, if I'd been laid up for two days with uh, fever and whatever, then of course I can't do any of the important things. But if I'm just a little under the weather or if we're rearranging things because Moz is sick, um, there were important things that I could keep hold of. Important things like running the dishwasher once a day so that the kitchen doesn't get completely out of control. Uh, just doing a load of washing when the washing basket gets full or writing my novel so that I'm not um, coming back after two weeks thinking I don't have a clue where I was up to with that and I need to start again. But instead, the fact that I've been able to write most days, not every day, but most days, means that I still have that book on track and I know where the plot is going and I can keep going with it. 
or uh, keeping your paperwork going. So keeping an idea of where your bank balance is at and things like that. So there are important things and oh, your, your important things are going to be different to my important things. That's, that's obvious because we are different people. But it's a good idea to think about what those important things are so that when the crazy hits, which it does for all of us, you can be flexible with the unimportant things but keep those important things going. Whether they go at the same time or at a completely different time in the day, you've still got those important things going. So that, I think, is what I have to say about schedules today. I hope that it's helpful to you. And as I said, if it is, please share it with people. I would love to hear from you. So you can write to me, ruth at ruthamos.com.au. You can find me on the thing that is now called X at A Quiet Life blog. I, yeah, we'll see how long we keep going with this. <laughs> this uh, is looking a bit like a train wreck. But anyway this thing called X that used to be called Twitter and Facebook Ruth Amos author. But yeah, I think your safest one is to email me ruth at ruthamos.com.au and you know you can go to ruthamos.com.au, sign up to my newsletter and you'll get the links to this um, every fortnight when I send them out plus some extra news. I always give you extra news and photos of things like beautiful babies that get born or bits of knitting. <laughs> or whatever I can think of at the time. Anyway, I would love to hear from you. I love this community. I love chatting with you every fortnight and I will chat to you again soon. <laughs>